Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au and also for contentmadeeasy.com.au for the video aspect as well. So today we've got Tron Smith from Kaiko, K-Y-C-O.com.au. It's not a well-known American brand called Tyco. I think they do insurance or something, but you're not far off that one. How are you going there, Tron? I'm well, mate. I'm well. Thank you. Excellent. And we've got Tron on today because he's got a bit of a, a David and Goliath battle on his hands for the consumers, so we've got to thank him for that. Um, that there's lots of comparison sites, as we call them, that include those stupid squirrels that are on high rotation on TV with a Russian accent about c- comparing insurance prices and everything else. But there's a, what I call it, a scam. There's an issue with those sort of sites and things that are not quite upfront about. Can you share that with us, Trond? Mate, it's not just the comparison sites. It's the majority of uh, your third-party retailers. And the issue mm. is that um, their business models are completely unaligned with the business models of the suppliers and the products they're selling. Mm. Um, all these third-party retailers have substantial commissions, um, and those commissions uh, you know, eventually get charged on charge to the consumer in the form of higher premiums. You know, I think um, the majority of your listeners would probably have you know, car insurance or house insurance um, or any other type of insurance they may have, um, but I think they'd be mortified to know that you know, 40 to 45% of uh, the premiums they're paying are going to the company uh, or person that sold them to them. Wow. So how does that work? So that's the percentage, total percentage, or that can change? or Well, it, so well, if it I... changes across different different insurance um, companies and different insurance types. Uh, to give an example, uh, look, and, and, and I'm aware of it, but I'm not immune to it, and that's what Kaiko is all about. You know, we can't do this mm. on our own, but we can do this together. Um, you know, we've got a, a, a blue cattle dog pup which uh, required surgery three weeks ago, uh, and I had to go through the product disclosure statement to uh, ensure that that, um, w- that that she was covered for that surgery. And uh, what I found is that 42% of that premium is going in commission. So a $960 premium in excess of four, $400 of that is going in commission. And that's an on-cost that, you know, w- we as consumers are paying. Wow. So hang on. So if you're only getting $500 value, shall we say, then who's not making money? The insurance company. So what sort of coverage are they truly giving you because of that? Uh, well, I think the insurance companies still give us a reasonable level of cover. So it's just a problem that we're paying too much for it. Um, and, and, and that's where I say these third-party retailers' models are completely unaligned with the suppliers. Um, and it's actually you know those that don't switch that end up paying for it. Uh, if you think mm. about the third-party model, um, you know they take these large commissions. For, for them as a business, you know they get a large commission mm. when they sell the policy. They know when yeah. that policy is going to end. Often for the supplier, in this case, potentially the supplier's had a loss on it, they have to increase that policy in the following year and the third-party retailer comes back and offers another discounted policy. 
So every time you're switching, you're introducing this cost back into the system. And it's costing, it is literally costing Australian families tens of billions of dollars per annum. Mm. Yeah. And I, I remember when this all first started, that they weren't disclosing that they only have a select choice of companies that you get to choose from when they say they compare the market and things like that. Yeah, very few of them compare the entire market. And a lot of the, uh, the th- comparison websites that you, you're referring to are actually owned by some of the insurance companies. Um, so mm. the products that they're selling uh, often are their own. But they also, you know, they've been fined numerous of times. Trivago got fined um, $45 million last year for misleading consumers on the best price of a hotel. I select have been fined $8.5 million. Mm. It's almost built into their model uh, as a cost of doing business. Mm. Well, certainly I, I'm aware of iSelect. They were probably one of the first major ones out there that um, they got fined and they were not being upfront. Um, so you're coming up with an alternative. So how does it actually work? So we're a community buying group. So the, the bigger we can build the community, the more buying power we've got. Um, you know, it's basic you know, economics, I guess. Uh, it's like a co-op in reverse. Instead of selling products as a group, we're, we're buying them as a group. But we also mm-hmm. eliminate the waste. So we create that saving in the first instance um, by, you know, getting rid of those commissions. Kaiko is going to be completely transparent. We'll tell you how we make money and we tell you how the system works. Uh, and, and we will charge a, a, a fee of just 3%. So if you're currently got a car insurance policy where you're paying 40 or 45% commission, immediately we create a, you know, a considerable saving for the supplier, which they can then pass on a discount to the consumer. Mm. Well, that's interesting because if, if I do, okay, and I don't tend to use the comparison sites because I'm aware of what they're like, um, but if I do use the comparison site and then look at the insurer, are the prices that much different? So is it the insurers are taking more directly to match the commissions of somebody no, else? No, so what happens is if you're on the comparison site, you're going to, often you ring the insurer directly, you're going to get a similar price. But the yeah. product that's sold through these third-party retailers is attracting these commissions and often are creating a loss for the, for the, for the supplier. The supplier, the only way for the supplier to recoup it, because these people are the ones that switch all the time, is to spread that across the balance of their consumers. So the ACCC um, does a regular uh, study of the retail pricing of electricity, and you'll note in that report they have a cost of acquisition and retention per consumer, which they do across Mm. the entire portfolio of a company's customers they then will report the actual cost of acquisition and retention which is the net it's the net new consumers and what you're finding is that you know the cost of those net new consumers is being borne by the 70 percent that don't switch because that's the only option the suppliers have of recouping the money wow okay so they're relying on people not switching. So when I, I've got to, I'll give you an example. So car insurance. Yep. Yep. 
I had a high-performance car. I've got a different car that's still high-performance, but anyway, I had a WRX. When I bought the car, no comparisons like one or two insurance. Yep. Because of the nature of the car. So I went with NRMA or GI or whatever. Um, just recently, the renewal came out, and it's 25% higher yep. than the previous year. Yeah, and now, that's and that's that's very common. Um, hmm. You know, the Hang Royal Commission um, touched on it in the you know the Banking Royal Commission about these um, you know secret commissions and how they get bumped up and how much people are paying hmm. extra. So Professor Alan hmm. Fells estimates that on house and contents insurance alone, that 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 figure is three point six billion dollars. So. You know, once again, it's, you know, if they're paying a high commission to get you on board, you know, so on that example of the car, Mm. say they're paying a commission of 40% on that car insurance, and then they might, because they're competitive by nature, they've got to try and win your business, they might offer you a 15 to 20% discount. You've now got 55 to 60% of your first year's premium not going to the company that provide it, they have no option but to push it up. And that's where these companies then introduce you to another discounted price, which is adding cost to the system all the time. Mm. Okay. So I guess the thing is that consumers like these comparison sites because it saves them time and effort from going to place to place to place. Is that itself worthwhile? No, it's not, uh, and that's why these companies have been fined. They don't necessarily always offer you the best price. They may be offering you one of their own product. They may be offering you a product that they receive a higher commission on, so it's in their benefit to, to, to promote that, uh, that product for you. Um, mm. And there's been, new, there's been a Senate inquiry into general insurance. There's been... You know, the Hain Royal Commission, the ACCC, Choice have all done studies into retail electricity uh, and these comparison sites. And, you know, they've recommended that the federal government introduce a mandatory code to minimise consumer harm. By using these sites, you are not getting the best deal and we are adding cost into the system at all times. Okay, so I just went to one of the sites... Um, that's well known. Um, it says from participating brands, but it also says no hidden. Where is it? I'll go back up. Uh, I'm not going to say who this company is, um, but it says here no hidden fees. Easy, no fuss comparison, no hidden fees, no messy paperwork. Well, I'd say that's misleading. Um, you know, there, there, there is... Technically, it's not hidden, I guess. Um, where they have to report it is in your PDS, uh, your Product Disclosure Statement or your Financial Services Guide. Um, now, if there's very few consumers out there that read it, and I challenge anyone that's listening to this to go and get their insurance policy, go and get you know any, anything, um, you know, whether it's car, health, uh, health or home and contents, Read the PDS, read the financial services guide, and see what what percentage of commission you're paying. And I'll guarantee you, it's in excess of thirty percent. Yeah, it's intriguing. I, I have again, we're looking at that particular site, and where it says no hidden fees, and I picked a 
car insurance product. Yeah. And I just scrolled through it, and there's nothing on the information page itself about the fees. No, until you get the product disclosure statement, and often you don't get that until uh, you, you can ask for it and they will give it to you, but often you don't get that until you've signed up for it. Um, and that, that's yeah. a legal document. It can often be you know, 20, 30 pages long. Very few people read it, and, and that's where it is. You know, what it needs to be, it needs to be transparent. It needs to be on the front page where people can see it in as part of their decision-making when purchasing a product. Yeah, you are spot on. I'm, I'm one of those people that do read the product disclosure statement, and everybody should. Yeah. In fact, a little story, a few years ago I found this cheaper car insurance company, and I thought, oh, that's good. And I, I went ahead with them. I was filling out, doing all the stuff. I got the PDS early. I went through the PDS and it said, oh, we want to insure you if your car gets damaged, in, for example, in a car park, if someone runs into it with a shopping trolley. Yeah. And I phoned them and I said, what do you mean? That, that's car insurance is damage to the car. And it was bare as well, we don't cover for that type of accidental damage. I'm going, but you cover for accidental damage or you don't, yeah, but not that type. I was like, hang on. So basically you're saying you only cover people who leave their car in their garage and don't go to the shopping car parks. Yeah, and, and that's another reason why you know it, it pays to read mm. that product disclosure statement because there, yeah. you know, there, there are vast difference in quality across uh, different insurance mm. insurance products, um, and that's what you know Kaiko is hoping to do by building the consumer, uh, you know, a consumer buying group will have that buying power, but we'll also have the knowledge. We'll be able to we'll be able to check all that for you. We'll be making sure that you know you've got a policy that meets your needs, and you know, it, and it's much easier. It's much harder for a supplier to not cover somebody on their own. Uh, as opposed to someone that's part of a group of ten or fifteen thousand people, you know, when you when you join Kaiko, you have that support as well. Yeah. Okay. So, is this? I presume this is not the first business you set up. What sort of business experience do you have? Uh, so I'm a surveyor by trade. Uh, I had a small business uh, doing land surveying and expanded mm. into soil erosion control. Um, so we. Um, we were actually the first, I was the first person to, well, my company was the first company to develop a way of printing onto the silk fencing and shade clothing that goes around the uh, commercial uh, building sites. Um, and, yeah, we, we, we grew that significantly in southeast Queensland. Wow. Okay, well, look more, So, okay, so if people want to join up, what's the website again? www.kaiko.com.au Okay, And and whilst we're building the community, we're you know we're offering relief where we can. If you sign up to Kaiko and join the Kai community, um, we'll be giving away uh, fuel vouchers uh, monthly uh, in a monthly draw to our consumers. And for anyone that signs up, for every person they refer to the to, to Kaiko who signs up as well, we'll give them a fifty dollar grocery voucher. So we're backing ourselves while we're while we're waiting to build that community to go and negotiate the prices for them. Okay, so that's T Y C O. K Y C O. Kaiko. Oh, what did I think of Kaiko? 
the, the name See? The, the name comes about from um, a combination of my 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 son and my wife. My wife, my son's name's Kai K Y E, and my wife is Corrine. So together we got Kaiko. Fantastic! That's a great, <laughs> great way of doing it. Okay, cool. All right. So, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, come and check us out. Um, you know, we we are we are set up for the consumer. That's the the entire business concept was to stop Australian consumers being ripped off. We are completely transparent. We'll never sell your data. Um, you know, check us out, um, and hopefully together we can lower the cost of living. Excellent. So it relies on the number of people that join. So the more people you have, the, I presume the more savings there are? The, the greater the community, the, the, the more we can save. And to give an example of that, mm. one of the, large, the three big electricity retailers last year spent $98 million in advertising to win new consumers. Now, they won about 420,000 consumers, but they also had about 400,000 churn. So the net figure was 26,000. So effectively, they paid 98 million for 26,000. So if we can turn up there with 5,000, what's the value? What is our value and how big a saving can we create for those 5,000 people? Mm. And look, this is the time we're looking for deals like that, electricity and whatever has all gone up. I got motors from my electricity company saying the prices are going up. Um, I I don't know how much. They're not very clear on it. They go this percentage, this, 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 and this, and they change all the different things. Yeah, you got different types of tariffs. Shall we say you got the tariff for just being a customer without even using anything, yeah. and the tariff for daytime than a tariff for off-peak and a tariff for this and a tariff because we want to give you a tariff. And, and and that's how they like it. They like it nice and complex so people make it, you know, it's hard for them to understand. But to simplify it, the average residential customer is paying, well, in 2021, it's gone up since, was paying $27 a kilowatt, 27 cents a kilowatt. The average big business was paying fifteen cents per kilowatt. We're paying eighty percent greater than big business, and why? Big business can negotiate a better price because of their volume. If we build a community, we have that volume. We can negotiate those prices, and and the suppliers are all on board. You know, the suppliers currently have a model which encourages churn, and they have to pay high commissions, a model that lowers that cost of acquisition and encourages loyalty takes it from what Professor Alan Fells, well, people are currently paying a loyalty tax. We should be rewarded mm. for loyalty, and that's the Kaiko model. Yeah. yeah. Look, every time I get a renewal notice on any insurance, I always compare. I always double-check as much as I can. But yeah. I reckon that yeah, your system is definitely going to be better for me. Yeah, absolutely, and I do the same thing. And like I say, I'm not immune. On my own, I'm paying those forty percent commissions. I'm paying forty two percent commission on my on, on my pet insurance. But together, we build this community. We can eliminate those costs. Fantastic! All right, great trend. Okay, and like this is the perfect time we're doing this. So absolutely, really cost of living crisis. Be another interest rate rise this afternoon. They've announced this morning mm. that less than 20% of rental properties are under $400. You know, we need to do what we can and we need to do it now. Mm. Mm, absolutely. 
All right, great, Sean. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Sam.